Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach, and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word MONEY to 844-949-1984. That's the word MONEY to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. So, Steve, welcome back. I appreciate you being here again today. Today's topic of conversation that I think is going to be really important, not only for our audience, anybody else outside of our audience as well, is the transformation of communication across generations how that has changed over the decades, not only in my lifetime, your lifetime, but even going forward and understanding and presenting what has happened over the last 30 years with communication and, and understand why boomers and Gen X and millennials and Zs and what that difference really means to everybody and how we can bring awareness. Adaptation is key in order to get communication to be heard, not just listened right. to. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just the rate of change, even within the last, even within this last year of how we've had to adapt and change. But let's, let's just peel back that onion and let's just look at generation to generation to generation, right? If we're, if we're talking boomers, the way they communicated, how they communicated is way different than how millennial, like, and we're just going to skip over Gen X's. We're going to skip over millennials. It's way different than how Gen Z communicates today. Why? The tools are different. They're, they're just right. flat out different. If we look back at what boomers had, you had the rotary style telephone, right? It is when we first started out. It wasn't even push button. You give a rotary style telephone to Gen Z right now. And it's like, what is this? Which, you know, <laughs> I, I really freaking like to do. Um, I love doing that to my kids is give them that phone and say, okay, here, call your mother, call your grandmother. <laughs> And, and and try calling the radio station to win the contest <laughs> oh, man. Um, on the rotary phone. <laughs> right? Oh, it's so funny. We look at it, and when boomers had it, it was more face-to-face. It was with groups, but it was always together. And if they had to be on the phone, great. And then later, it actually got to electronic mail. But it was all postcards, handwritten notes, so many of that. So much of that has been lost from the generations because of the time that it takes to do all of that. Right. And we fast forward to Gen Z's and we're now looking at texting. We're looking at all the different apps and ways to communicate that way in our faces and our phones. And when we sit back and we, we look at boomers, they're looking at it like, why is their face always in their phones? Don't they know how to communicate with anybody? Why can't I have a conversation, a physical face-to-face verbal conversation with somebody like that. Because uh, that's not their preferred method of conversation. Um, they'll do it. Right. 
it's awkward. I mean, both my kids are leading edge of the Gen Z tail end of the millennial and face-to-face conversation, even a phone call. Good luck. I mean, we'll get texts from where they're at more often than not versus a phone call. My youngest will call because he knows that it's the right thing to do. Our oldest, it'll be a text every now and then. Yep. Still alive. (laughs) I still, I still do that to my parents. Yep. I'm still around, but it's more of a text than than it is a phone call. Or stopping by to say hi or taking the moments out to go do that. You know, if we go from the boomers, right? From phone, face-to-face, handwritten notes, mails, you know, Gen X for myself. Okay. Email became prevalent as technology started coming into the workplace. Fax machines started coming more into the workplace. Workplace. Then it went over to electronic and to email and, and being on the front end of that app, that technology shift, you got accustomed to only the things that were there. And as we move forward through the millennials to the Gen Z, holy crap, has technology changed over to allow communication to be different. The Slack, the Google Cloud, the drop boxes, and this is and that's, and where do you put your communication and how do you communicate and FaceTime and Clubhouse and all the other apps <laughs> and Snapchats and TikToks and... <laughs> your book face and whatever (laughs) the opportunities are endless right now for ways to communicate. Uh, Those of us that are older, just give me the two or three things. I I don't need all of these options to be there. And and just to watch, you know, the kids at the high school, all the things that they're doing all the time. Could you just maybe talk to each other? We're going to put three of you next to each other to solve this problem. Talk through it, but yet they all go to their phone. They all start looking up information to try to find the answer instead of just talking through the problem to get to the resolution or using the whiteboard to write it out or sketch it out on a piece of paper. Nope, I'm going to go Google it and then we're going to go try to do something. And then they forgot what they did because they didn't document it anyway. Right. But what's interesting is how through the generations, it's all changed. Because when we look at how the boomers, everything was documented. Everything still has a place in their in their houses. They can pull out files where they know where all the documentation is, who documented, what year it was documented, what month. I got Christmas cards from so-and-so in 1948, and they'll pull them out still. That's what I find so interesting. Like, hey, all of the communication is there. It's all documented, but it's all handwritten. It's all down. But today, not so much. It's all digital. If my phone was to die, go away, so many messages, so much information, totally gone because it's all on a little device. Right, which I find very interesting, Steve, right? As we look at our business owners, if we take a traditional tool and die shop, traditional contractor owned by, you know, maybe a second generation or first generation business owner who's in their 50s, early 60s, they're on their phone as well on a regular basis to use it for communication with their family members. Unwillingness to take that level down into the business world is one of the parts that I'm somewhat confused by in many cases. Hmm. In what ways? Well, I'm not going to text my employees. I'm not going to get the text from Bill on the shop floor about this problem, right? Because I don't want to see phones on the floor. Right. So then we complain about how come I didn't know about that when the problem arises and then you walk out on the floor and go, well, how come you didn't come and call me? Well, because I took care of it with John over here. I texted John and he came over and took my problem. Well, you shouldn't use your phones on the floor, but I saved the time and money and energy and I fixed the problem. And that transition just doesn't seem to be happening in many cases from the ownership group, the employee side of it, the daily worker side, it appears to be working Mm -hmm. and and willing to do that. But it's like, oh, I can't, I don't want to give my phone number to so-and-so. 
Really? <laughs> are, are, are you are you kidding uh-huh. me? Because at the end of the day, most businesses are run off the cell phone anyhow. Yeah, it's it's totally amazing. Specifically in some of the spaces that I'm working in in the blue collar area, where totally see those that are towards the top end of the Gen X into the boomers and the cell phone, the technology, it's there to make a phone call, to have a brief discussion, to say, hey, can you meet me over here? And then I want to stand next to you. I want to walk walk with you and explain everything in detail versus if I'm working with another owner who happens to be a younger millennial, even potentially a Gen Z, it's, dude, I don't have the time to drive over there but I will clearly handle a five minute text or a you know text for five minutes to get everything answered. I don't even want you to call me anymore. I want you just to text me, send me a quick message, send me a photograph. Yes, it's done. No, it's not. Boom. I'm done. I'm moving on to the next thing. Find that whole lack of incorporating the technology. Let's go back and really look at it comes down to what are they comfortable with in the styles of communication? Our boomers are comfortable with face-to-face, verbal, articulatory conversations. They're not comfortable sending a text and being confident that their message was heard and everybody understood. Because the stories in our heads are all different. Absolutely. Right. So your five-minute text, you need to have a very strong understanding of the individual on the other side of that to know what, yeah, just make it work means. Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead and do that. Um, does that mean I get to spend $40,000 to make that happen because I've got a uh-huh. site issue? Or does that mean I only get $200 and I got to use the six common tools that I can find on the job site, some rocks and two by fours to make it happen versus <laughs> right using the jib crane? Yeah, it's just so interesting just with the dynamic and the, it's almost seems like there's an unwillingness to adapt to the different generations right now. Feels like it's more of the sense with each generation, hey, this is my preferred method of communicating and I'm not willing to adapt to say, hey, it's okay to receive a quick text and everything's okay. But what is the fear of doing that? What what does each generation lose by adapting to something new? So let me just go down a, a small rabbit hole for a moment, right? From a generational piece to a behavioral piece. Mm-hmm. Is it the fear of not being able to have the information or is it, are we dealing with a lot of stereotypes of individuals and the stereotype necessarily hasn't changed across generations mm-hmm. of that high, that high D direct. I want to work with my hands, just bury my head in the sand. I'm going to just move forward bull in a China shop, very short, brief communication, but zero understanding to the receiver because there wasn't enough pieces right. provided. So is it a is it a generational piece or is it a behavioral piece that is causing the problem? Me personally, if I'm looking at it, it's a combination of both. Because okay. within each generation, you've been brought up a certain way. You've been programmed, if you will, to think, act, and behave a certain way. And throughout the generations, things have changed. Boomers had so much more guts than... I will even say millennials and Gen Z just to say it like it is. And even if we even look back further, for those that are already retired, the silent generation, they just had the guts. They had the chutzpah to go after stuff and just say it like it was. This is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it. And this is what it's always quote unquote worked. That was passed on to the boomers. As the boomers grew up and started having more, having their kids and stuff, things started to get things in our technology changed. And so they had to adapt 
more so than their parents had to adapt with them and so on and so forth. And now we're in the Gen Z. We go from Gen X to millennials to Gen Z. Each generation had to adapt with all the rapid technology that's been introduced. And with that rapid technology being introduced, our behaviors have changed. I, I don't want to say we've gotten away from what boomers were taught, but as technology changed, overall, we as society have had to change and adapt and we can either welcome it or we can move on by and let it go on by. I'll speak for me personally, as I have gotten older at one point, I was the young kid. In the I'm glad you didn't say mature. Uh, yeah, because we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet. Every day is a new day to work on that. As I've aged at one point in the workforce, I was the one running around the tech kid, the tech whiz, like everything new. Yep. I'm on it. Done. We're, we're going to bang through it. And Everybody else was just kind of like waiting and watching until I could put together that training for them so then they could understand why all of this was important and what it what it meant. But now I'm at the point where it's just like, oh, what's this new thing with this tic-tac that they got going on or to, what is it, tic-tac, whatever, whatever. It's, I don't really care, right? But my kids are like, oh, we need this new app. Like, oh, blah, blah. like who gives a crap? I don't give a crap. It does nothing for me. But let's take that attitude and let's apply it to the other generations. And what does that mean? Is what's interesting is the boomers at one point were pushing the new technology that they currently have. They were pushing for the telephones. They were pushing for more auditory all our televisions. Television. Yeah. I mean, they were pushing for that at one point. You know, and then yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> Right. Our Gen X is right. What did they get? They got video games, right? They started pushing for, you know, the Pong. Woo! We get Pong! Right? <laughs> and then our millennials, what did they get? They got Donkey Kong! <laughs> so. No, no. Donkey Kong was there Donkey before. Donkey Kong before was there with, with, with our Gen Xs, right? So. No, that's what you, you got Fortnite. That, oh, and all well, the other. is that millennial or Gen Z? Anyways, kind of off topic, millennial. but yet we're talking about the communication with the different generations. And where it comes out in the behaviors. Is it a behavior or is it more how they prefer to communicate? And I, I still believe that it's a combination of both. So here's another question. And as you went through your, your story there, Steve, I started thinking about this and going, huh, maybe it's the fact that as we get older, we get tired of learning. Yeah, and that very well could be. And as I look at, you know, the sheet that we're kind of looking at here, outlining just the plethora of communication opportunities that were there, you know, boomers had originally basically those two forms of communication, right? It was telephone or face-to-face, -face. you know, Gen X, we were, we were exposed to email and using that and became adaptive to that. Texting started coming out as we got, you know, I'm on the tail end of that or the front end of, of Gen X. So that became popular as it went along. I lean more towards boomer tendencies than, than my own generational tendencies. Facebook, all the stuff online, and then the millennials, it just started pouring through all of the technology and the rapidness, rapid growth and the change of technology and the websites and the development and HTML and all the different code. Right. Yep. Java and Raspberry Pis and <laughs> whatever. Um, but when you look at the, the younger generations, the younger millennials and the Gen Z, as I look at the sheet, what, there's eight eight things of opportunity to communicate. And there's literally another probably two dozen that I don't even know about of how teens and, and young adults, what they're doing on social media platforms to communicate from, you know, instant messaging, who's using instant messaging more. We're just going to use it. We're just going to text or go to Slack or go to this or Trello or pick something else. Um, it's just the number of things is so overwhelming to learn. 
that as we get older, do we just give up on the learning, which then creates the lack of willingness to adapt? Yeah. And I don't know if it's the lack of learning versus the, Hey, this is something new. And why can't we just use what I'm comfortable with? What's wrong with using this form of technology? What's wrong with using, you know, video chat, FaceTime, right? FaceTime was big, maybe five, 10 years ago when it first came out. Now, how many people FaceTime? Nope. We zoom, which is the same thing. Those that FaceTime are now scared of Zoom because it's a new app, a new technology to learn how to use. Why can't we just stay the same? Because we move forward in the world. I mean, that's how the world, that's how we evolve. That's why we have complex five-axis gearing mills, right? Versus old mod gear cutters and hovers to make product. It's the advancement of technology and engineering and, and adapting and using to become better, more efficient. We've been willing to adapt that thing, those things into the business world on a capital equipment basis, why have we not, what's the resistance to make that happen in a communication front? How many shops have you walked into, Steve, or how many job sites have you walked onto to see that the communication is still the clipboard, somebody's pen <laughs> as you're doing a job site thing? How hard is it to put up the whiteboard or the screen or whatever on the job site where, hey, this is where all the information is to put the schedule to do those things? Right. I got to walk around to each foreman from each trade the clipboard, make my notes. Their clipboard and take their notes and bust their chops and give them a bunch of shit about this, that, and the other thing. And why not just give them the schedule and say, get this done and trust and trust, but verify mm-hmm. instead of micromanaging and communicate in a different way. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to that. As you, as you just alluded to, it comes down to trust. It comes down to one trusting others, but also trusting myself. Right? Do I trust myself enough with the latest and greatest technology on how we're communicating? And if the answer is no, what am I going to do? Me personally, I'm going to default to what I know. This is what I know. I'm comfortable with this. If I was to give a foreman an app on the phone and what they're currently used to is writing down things on a clipboard, how readily are they going to switch to an app on a phone? And I'll tell you, they're not ready. I'm working with companies right now on doing exactly this, where we're taking clipboards and going right to apps on phones. Now the clipboards, what do they look like? They look like the apps on the phones. They literally on a printed out sheet of paper, when you punch in the app, I had to make it so it looks like the app. So they get comfortable with what they have to do. Need them comfortable first. So so it comes with the training. It comes with the communication. It comes with the adapting. But the one thing that I have seen most people don't look at, especially with generations, is really sit down, look at who my audience, look at who they are as a person. Yes, they fit into a generation, but also they fit in as an individual. And how am I going to adapt to that person to compel them that, hey, this new technology, this new piece of technology is worth learning because it will help you in the long run. I have to help them understand the value. I have to help them understand, yes, the value, but it's also not just the value to the company, it's the value to them. And I think that's what, that is what's lacking a lot in manufacturing in the blue collar space is really sitting down with that person, making sure they understand the value to them. People talk so much about the value to the company that they don't spend the time talking about the value to the person themselves. So why do you think adaptation has to go one way? I don't think it has to go one way. I believe it goes both ways. But we've been talking very heavily about, you know, boomers adapting to the younger generation and, and the bringing on those technologies. It's been a premise of our conversation. Correct. Right. So why can't we expect the Gen Z to adapt to those that have taken the risk to build the business, to provide them the opportunity to, to learn, 
and provide a living for themselves and do those things. Why are we not asking that question as well? And we should be, because it's very, it's very clear the attitudes and notion that those that came before us and those that are right after us, they're different, but we've got a set way we've done things. Those coming in should be doing the set things that we've already set forward that we've done in the past. They should just, just adapt. They should just do what we told them. Now, is that correct? Is that wrong? That's the way we've always that's done it. That's the way we've always done it. And that's the way we're going to do it today. We're going to do it tomorrow that way. So just do it that way. No, thank you. Right. No, thank you. Not my, not my cup of tea. If it's the right, if it, if it makes sense and it's efficiently effective, great, but there's always opportunity to improve. And I know back when I was with uh, Usaris and different things, the technology changes that happened when I got there, I would go through and ask questions and they'd go, yeah, we tried this 15 years ago. I'm like, well, but 15 years ago, we didn't have an ERP. We didn't have this. We didn't have these things, these tools available to us to make this better. The technology may have changed on the machining side of things or the heat treating side of things or thermodynamics or processing. So that was a great idea. It was ahead of its time. Let's use it to our advantage instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. Well, let's let's give let's give a specific example in the blue collar space. Let's let's talk plumbing. Specifically, let's talk PEX. So PEX 80s, plastic tubing in the 80s, 1980s for those that, you know, I'll date myself, right? Well, sucked caca. They did. It it was terrible. And what changed in the late 90s and early 2000s? Technology changed. But people we're still afraid to use PEX. Why? Because a decade before, it was a disaster. Now, technology caught up, and what do you see now more than ever throughout homes? PEX. Yep. What don't you see? The art of solder. There is something about the smell of solder that I do miss. Not going to lie. But burning wood. <laughs> it's the burning wood behind the joint that you miss. Don't lie. As you light your house on fire. But anyways, I dig- we digress. But if you think about it, technology has changed so much. However, let's let's just look at how each category of, of right, our millennials or Gen X, our, our boomers and our Gen Zs fit into that. Our Gen Zs, they don't know the history. They don't understand the history. Right. They understand that when they put pecs together, it's stupid quick. If somebody was to give them a copper pipe and some and some solder, how are they going to do it? They don't know. You have to you have to spend time to clean it. You got to you got to spend time. To oh, clean and it. what if it's wet? What happens when there's water? Nothing. Right? It leaks. Yeah. So why do I put why do I put bread in this pipe? I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. So when we look at that whole thing, back to your story with back to your your example where we're talking technology has changed throughout the generations. What hasn't changed? It's our willingness to adapt to the technology change to the different style. Back to your question. We've spent a lot of time talking about talking down the down the generations from boomers to Gen X to millennials to Gen Zs. Why haven't we talked about communication up? Because that's going to be the hardest one to change is the communication back up and the willingness of Gen Zs to adapt and to change. And here's, here's the biggest reason why that needs to happen for the Zs and they need to wake up to do this. And they need to be willing to have those conversations because there's guys like myself and others that are in the industry that are more than willing, that have a pride and desire for success. They're more than willing to share the wisdom and knowledge and tricks and tips, but they have to do it in person and verbally because I can't do it on a text and I'm not shooting a video to send it to you so you can save it on your Google Drive. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But it's also, it means more 
and this is what Gen Zs don't understand, is that it means more to the person transferring the knowledge that you heard them and understood them and understood the passion that they have for transferring that knowledge because it took them a lifetime to acquire it. And they're, they are willing and ready to transfer that. But if they're not feeling that Gen Z is willing to listen, why bother? I think that is the highlight of the show right there, Steve. That is the golden nugget right there that we just finally we finally long, got to long way to get there. <laughs> but I think that is the, that is the nugget. That is the problem. That is one of the biggest issues that we have, right? Is people just are not willing to spend the time to adapt, to listen. I agree. Steve, this was a great conversation today. Yeah. Thanks Brad. And, for putting and, we, it all together. and we, and we can go and we can go deeper and all sorts of rabbit holes and all sorts of fun things. I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's stories galore from our, our experiences and past. And I'm looking yep. forward to once we start bringing guests on the show to talk this topic specifically. Right. Um, and, and see how heated and animated those conversations. I'm get. looking so, forward to it. I can't, I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking forward <laughs> to it. I can't wait. I got to figure out how to get, got to figure out how to use those beeps in maybe possibly not sure. So yeah. All right, man. Have a uh, wonderful weekend, Steve. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good, Brad. You too. Thank you for listening to blue collar BS brought to you by vision forward business solutions and professional business coaching. Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like share rate and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.